Please select your player. New player Tim has joined the game. A wild Dave emerges. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. We are ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of the Another Dungeon podcast. Joining me this week is Dave. Hello. And Ben. Hello. Oh, now he bloody can... upstaged me on the hellos. You yeah, might I had to. <laughs> <laughs> he, always, he always upstages. Um, we're actually streaming this episode as well. Uh, if you didn't catch it live, you can catch it on our YouTube channel. Uh, but in the spirit of uh, picking on the game show, Video Game Awards last episode, we decided to do our own. Uh, we thought the categories were pretty crap, so we've come up with our own <laughs> equally equally crap categories. Most likely. Best use of least... the colour green in a game goes to... <laughs> oh, that has to go to... Oh, Zelda stopped using the colour green. That's a tough one. Ooh. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Wow. We did it, Good Ben. One. Finally. You did it's it. It's taken 40 Woo! episodes. We did it. <laughs> and I haven't even started. <laughs> so... Only professionals got to vote on these categories, uh, mm-hmm. professionals being us three. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the whole royal family of Dorito Kings that got to vote. Yeah. Dorito Kings and Stardew, uh, Mountain Dew Prince. Mountain Dew Stardew. <laughs> Is that Star-Dew. a hint at one of your upcoming uh, names that you were watching? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it may be in there. Um, so four categories we came up with best gameplay, best story, best atmosphere slash world. Um, the most fun we had, most interesting character, worst game, game you never went back to, which for Dave will probably be all of them, um, best <laughs> multiplayer, worst sequel, and best new mechanics slash gameplay element. Um, and then we'll do a game of the year as well. So starting at the beginning, best gameplay, uh, Dave, is it Legion? I'm just going to no. say, is it Legion for all of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fair call, because look, to be honest, I'll preface this by saying that I made up a list. So first of all, I went through the list. It's a brief sidetrack, I promise. I went through the list of all the stuff that's been released this year. And once I filtered out all the uh, all the remakes, HD remakes, games being re-released on another console, like Heavy Rain coming out on PS4 and stuff, it was a pretty short list. But unfortunately, my games that I wanted to play is as long as my list of games I did play. So I didn't play very many video games this year. But best gameplay for me went to Darkest Dungeon, um, which I'd played actually for about two years prior. Um, But it was only released in February. So it was on um, early access for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, and it it actually evolved quite a lot. Like There was a lot of community feedback on that game. Um, And the end result was... I mean, it's still essentially the same core game, but... Um, I think we actually, I was speaking with uh, Ben Sherry on the other podcast about this uh, at around the time of the launch, and by the time it came out, we were both kind of a bit burnt out. After playing two years of the same stuff, yeah. revised and revised and revised, it's like, here you go, you can play the full game now, and you're like, eh. eh. I think that kind <laughs> of happened with um, Starbound, but I think they changed it enough, and I didn't burn myself out enough that it was still good to go back to this year. Yeah. Well, see, oh, I actually anyway. went back to it in 
yeah, about September, I went back and played through it all again, and it was just really amazing. I loved the way that they did the RPG, the way they presented the game. Um, statistic heavy. Because it had just, some pretty good mechanics too of fear and um, yeah, fear other, and stress. So as as you yeah. went through certain situations, your your characters became stressed and. There were two things I really liked. One was that stress mechanic. So when you went back to um, the town, you could actually pay money and and let you you know send you guys off to the brothel or the pub or or these sorts of places to reduce their stress, depending on what type of person they were. Or you could just let them die or take new heroes. You you actually play that game as sort of this um, guy at the town that's just recruiting, passing through heroes and sending them off on quests uh, to get yeah, stuff for you. So you're, so you're kind of like the adventurer pimp. Yeah. And the, it, yeah. it added a really nice mechanic, I thought, and made for great gameplay because you're building up your characters, but at the same time... Um, ooh, my video's gone all campfire. I was going to say, it kind of looks like you're going to get stabbed soon. Dave's light just went out for the Yeah, I, I, I just assumed and, that was um, part of the effect of Duck's Dungeon and he's starting to build uh, stress for us. No, that... This is um this is all part of the uh, professional podcast setup we have going here and yeah mm-hmm. uh, all good podcasts are done in garages. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you say so, Ben. What about you? Best gameplay I've heard enough from Dave. <laughs> uh, this this one was a really tough uh, one to award because honestly, I don't think I played a lot of very good gameplay this year. Uh, 2015 was very fresh, but this year, yeah, there were so many remakes and remasters of games that I think were better than, like, games that came out this year. It was hard to pick something new. So, in the end, after much decision, I decided on Pokemon Sun and Moon had the best gameplay because it didn't change the gameplay very much. Um, (laughs) The fact is, the Pokemon mechanic is really solid, and this game is the same. They just made some of the systems easier so people don't have to grind as much. And I kind of like that. Didn't have to grind as much and didn't have to remember as much. Like, all the counters are now shown, I think. It shows if it's going to be effective or not very, which is Mm. cool. It was really good for my girlfriend who was a newcomer. Yeah, you've got to experiment first. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's very That's fair. Awesome. Um, the only thing that I, I really didn't want to give it to Pokemon Sun and Moon because the online features are stripped back from the previous games, so online yeah. interaction is not as good gameplay, and there's no post game. But there hasn't really been post game for the last two Pokemon titles, so I uh, still well, think I've, the I've... game holds up well enough on its own, though. Fair enough. I've never reached post game, so that never bothered me. <laughs> Um, for me, the best gameplay was actually um, a bit of a surprise to myself, I guess. Um, Shadow Warrior Two. Um, oh wow! We got given, oh. yeah, we got given a review copy. I wasn't too sure how I'd go um, going into the game. I'd never really played the. Sh- I played the first one for a little bit, but the actual, not so much the gunplay, but the sword fighting and dodging mechanics and everything's just put together really well. Um, put together so well that I looked forward to every encounter and I don't think any other game has really done that for me this year. Hmm. I mean, Dark Souls is good, but it's still known. And I mean, well, you don't look forward to those encounters. <laughs> You're terrified. <laughs> Not always. Like, it's still fun. But yeah, Shadow Warrior 2 just had uh, such a frantic, fast-paced 
um, combat style that yeah really kept me coming back um, and I had to meet review deadlines otherwise I did finish the game but I skipped a few of the side missions that I wished I'd, I'd gone to um, but yeah it was was a bit of a surprise if you haven't played it I would recommend it the story is not great but the gameplay is fantastic um, next in our categories we have best story Ben um, I had definitely had to give this one to Uncharted 4 Thieves and um, no other game had as mature a story that fleshed out the world so visually that had such developed characters that, that were very realistic um, and but still had the high fantasy of finding an ancient pirate city um, yep. it, it told an emotional tale of two brothers um, it was a bit predictable and I wouldn't say as groundbreaking as Last of Us but Naughty Dog know what they're doing when it comes to visual storytelling, and that was definitely the thing I enjoyed the most because it felt like a 10-hour movie. Well, I'm going to jump in before, Dave, because I had Uncharted 4 as well. <laughs> um, looking through the list of games that I played this year, I, no stories really jumped out as being fantastic. Yeah. The Uncharted stories are pretty decent. They do a good job of building mystery. Um I jumped in at two, which I think ended in a bit of supernatural as well as, you know. The first three have stuff. an element of supernatural. The f- this fourth one, they went pretty grounded. Yeah, but um, nevertheless, it was still a pretty good story. So, hmm. Dave. Legion. Okay, I didn't play Uncharted 4. <laughs> That's, <laughs> on That's on my list of things I wanted to play. But it's to be honest, it. I was a bit put off by number three. So, I wasn't in a huge rush to play that one. Um, but for me, it was Firewatch. Oh, um, yeah. And this was a you tough one between... Hipster. Hey? You dirty hipster. <laughs> no, I just... I loved uncovering the story. And I, and I love when they take... I love when they turn stuff on, on its head. Like, your character in it isn't a particularly likable character. And even if you're making... With all the decisions you make throughout the game and the way it unfolds at the end... It was just a, a very interesting way of telling a story. The story wasn't particularly deep or massive, but all the subtext and the stuff that goes on and the way it unfolds, it was it was really cleverly told and it evoked mm. an emotion in me that I don't normally get from stories. Oh, that's good. So that's, that's why good. I won story for me. It was a tough choice between yeah. story and atmosphere, actually. I know I can pick the same Ooh. for both, but anyway... Uh, yeah, look, uh, we didn't set any rules about picking the same game. Technically, Dave could have picked Legion for everything if he really wanted to. But <laughs> oh, can I? I'll tell you that. I'll tell hey, you that Legion. now. It's, it's too late. Um, <laughs> oh, so that leads us on to Best Atmosphere. Slash, I had Best Game World. Um, yeah. Game World Atmosphere, atmosphere. the world that you liked visiting. Um, so I'll go first. I picked Watch Dogs 2. Um, really? Not only because it's what I've been playing recently, but because the world feels is it put the memes pretty well. Do you like seeing memes it's everywhere? I just I just can't get enough of me- of maymays. Hot fresh memes. Um, fresh freshest dankest <laughs> maymays. Zestiest. <laughs> um, no, the, the world reacts well to you, and like I said on the other podcast before, it gives you enough tools to mess around with the world, and people react. It's not perfect. It's not glitch-free. It doesn't have to be, though. Um, I think... I, I haven't been 
playing it every day. I'm probably playing it on the weekends the most at the moment, but I still look forward to going back. Um, and for a game to do that to me, yeah, it's got to have something hmm. decent there. So that, That's surprising Dave. that Ubisoft could turn that around. Yeah, mm. look, I wasn't as big a hater on one as everyone else. I thought it was a decent enough game. Um, but yeah, two is definitely a lot better. <laughs> I still haven't or, played one. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, just go to two. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I bought one now what? for $8 at oh. eBay. But um, yeah. it's interesting you picked that because after hearing you talk about Watch Dogs the other day and, and the discussion we were having earlier today about what makes for a game's world or atmosphere and you were very much focused on the the feeling that you got of being part of the world by inter- interacting with NPCs and all that sort of stuff. Whereas yeah. for me, so my, my pick is Legion, followed very closely by Final Fantasy XV, oh, um, which wow. I haven't played a whole heap of, um, which is why I didn't leave it in there. Probably why you think, picked it. Well, no, I, <laughs> no, 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 for world building. Like, anyway... Um, so Legion, one of the things I love about Legion, they've designed the world well so that you can get around easily. They've put in a beautiful story. Well, it's not a beautiful story, but it's an engaging story. And one of the, the real draw cards with WoW for me is that lore and the story and everything that goes on if you pay attention to the quests and the raids and the, the dungeons and all that sort of stuff. They just put it all together really, really well. And running around, I actually found myself pausing to look at the scenery which i don't mm. often do in games i do it in guild wars 2 all the time because most of yep. that game's beautiful um but world of warcraft a lot of it is just massive open bits of Colored polygons snow <laughs> grass so you can actually you can actually tell the different scenes from each other in legion oh, they've man, added graphics to the, wow have they the different areas it's like every single piece has been individually crafted it's oh, cool it's really beautiful running through all the different areas and when you get to um so it's well laid out. Um, you can go to any sort of area which adds to it as well. In the previous expansions, you had to start at sort of one end and move your way from area to area as you leveled up. In this yeah. one, when you go to an area, the monsters are leveled to whatever level you're at. So you can go to any area at the start and everything's sort of set up from a hub. So it doesn't take very long to get to anywhere either, um, yep. which means that you can explore more of it faster and once you reach the level cap you uh, open up a whole new city that's just it's amazing i just got there and i was looking around thinking wow this is just a a beautiful beautiful game you know and walking around to check out the scenery i thought that's a pretty good pretty good reason to make me pick it for best world what about you ben um i was captivated by the beautiful uh artistry of paper mario color splash um Paper Mario franchise I've always really loved, but this game really went all out on the paper visuals. Everything in the game is made from like paper craft. Um, there's some beautiful terrain and locations you go to. You go on this beautiful sunset train. Um, you go to uh, a haunted mansion and throw a tea party for ghosts. You go to this beautiful <laughs> uh, poison lake. It's not a bit hazardous <laughs> if everyone's made out of paper. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. They really played into the paper effect. So one of the levels, there's a giant realistic fan, uh, one of the few objects that's not made out of paper, and it's blowing the whole level around. And you see enemies like Koopas fly past as they're being blown away, and all oh. the paper background is flap- flapping in the wind. <laughs> and they do a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, there are shy guys, and if they fall in the water, they'll get all soggy, and their like color will be running, and they'll look creepy. <laughs> 
Um, it, it, it just had a really beautiful world. And whilst I had issues with the level design being quite linear for low levels, the, they were beautiful to explore. And I just really had a lot of fun uh, walking around there. You got to color stuff in as you found the color stars. So at one point, this giant desert that you think is a desert when you color it in is actually a giant hole. So then everything on top of it falls down into the hole. Um, and it just does fun stuff with the world like that. Huh. I'm excited. Maybe. I've I've been hinting very very loudly to my kids that that's what Daddy wants for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not for that's, them. They're not touching my damn. Yeah, all my Nintendo games are the The Nintendo games are the only ones in the house that we have two copies of each. One for them and one Just for in me. Case. It's yeah. the only one. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. <laughs> I've got two copies of a few things for dumber reasons than. Well, there's only kids. one of you for starters. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so the next, the next category is the most fun you had in the game. Um, I guess it can be measured in different ways. Yeah, this one's very subjective. Ah, uh, look, well, a lot of them are subjective. <laughs> um, I picked uh, Stardew Valley for God, mine. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I spent, another clash. That's what I picked too. I spent months after launch playing that probably nearly every day, if not every day. Um, I'm a fan of the Harvest Moon series and the Rune Factory series, and Stardew does such a good job of, I guess, bringing what people love about those games um, and making it their own a bit. And it's something that they've continued to develop. Um, I haven't gone back since the last few updates where they've added new starting areas and a few new different options. Um but I'm very much looking forward to jumping back into it when they eventually have multiplayer. Mm, I'm holding um, out for multiplayer. I haven't really got far into it yet because of multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's just a fantastic farming sim game. I don't get into the relationship with the townspeople side of things. Apparently, I play the game wrong. <laughs> um, but there's more than enough fun to be had doing all the other stuff, so... But Dave, that's, I guess we know what, what yours is. It, yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's what makes it fun, though. Like, I remember when I was playing, I was working on, you know, building up my relationship with people and building up my farm and collecting this, that and the other. And in the same amount of time that had passed, you were already, like, you dug way deep in the mine because you were doing I a lot I'd of mining. I think I'd reached the bottom then, of the mine. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I hit. And then it was winter, and you realise that you're in a bit of trouble with your crops because <laughs> yeah, it's a bit harder to do all that stuff in winter. And, and But so you've got the, the town people, you've got gathering stuff, you've got sword fighting, you've got digging through the mine, you've got unlocking all the extra bits, there's that community centre which gives you little challenges. It's got yeah. all the right... All the right stuff and the the perfect level of accessibility where you you can sort of go for the OCD and you never you never get to that point like like with uh, World of Warcraft. There's you know you look through the achievements and go oh, I can do I can do that I, oh, God, I'm never ever gonna do that unless I'm absolutely <laughs> hardcore. I never have that with Stardew. Everything feels like it's attainable. And well, everything's just, attainable if was, you wait. Yeah, but it was the same thing. I, <laughs> I fired it up. I enjoyed it a bit. I enjoyed it a bit more before along. Uh, that was about all I was playing, yeah. and for about three or four months, yeah, I just had an absolute blast with that game. Ben, did you pick Stardew Valley as well? Uh, not yet, because like I said, I'm holding out for the multiplayer. Um, I feel like I need to have someone entertain me while I pick corn. 
Um, so instead, <laughs> I decided that after all, I had the most fun this year with Kirby Planet Robobot. Um, Robobot. Robo. Is it ro- Robobot? Robo. There's an extra bow in this. <laughs> Robobot. Um, Robobot. Is the yeah. bow in Kirby? Is it Kirby? Kirby. Yeah. Um, Kirby. This this Kirby is a game I, I powered through quite quickly and and haven't really gone back too much. But if you've played this one or the the predecessor, the two 3DS Kirby games, they're just some of the best Kirby games in the series. They're just a solid old school platformer. It's challenging enough without ever getting too challenging. Um, it's really fun because you get a wide range of fun power ups you can transform into. And this one had a cool robot mech suit that you could slightly customize and use cool abilities and in different ways. And it was just pleasant, fun, old school platforming, beautiful atmosphere. Cool bosses. Does the mech suit suck people up too? Yeah, it copies abilities, and then um, it Ooh. turns into a different kind of robot depending on what ability it copies. Um, so like a, one cool. of them's like a boombox, and it can like shoot music and do different things, um, which is pretty neat. And it's got like buzzsaw arms and <laughs> kill people with the power of music. Yeah, it's Kirby's yeah, always cool. quirky, guilty pleasure game, and so Kirby Planet Robot <laughs> was really fun. What were the two predecessors you mentioned? Uh, so, so there's been two Kirby 3DS games, Kirby Planet Robobot and Kirby Triple Deluxe. Um, okay. Both those are kind of the same engine, that. the same game. The one yeah. before that, would that be the Mass Attack? Or I think so. We had the, where you were broken into World, little it? Kirbys and you were dragging yeah, around on the touchpad. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the last Kirby I played, yeah. Mm. I'm a bit behind on Kirby as well. Yeah, this these, I recommend the 3DS ones. They're just very, very simple mechanics, but very effective mechanics. Mm. Cool. I would have to dig out my 3DS. Um, <laughs> Thought you would have done that for Monster Hunter by now. Did, weren't you just playing Pokemon no, last week? No, see, I no no, I haven't played Pokemon. That's oh. Um I don't play Monster Hunter on mobile. I love the game, but I just don't like playing it on 3DS. So I'm waiting for them to. I'm waiting for Switch. The Switch basically. Yeah, do, oh, <laughs> yeah. that yeah, they will. Yeah, I really hope they do because I want to get will. back into it. Um, next category: How is the most interesting character? Who hasn't started for a while, Dave? All right, for me it was Firewatch again. Um, Boring. Ben. So Henry. <laughs> the 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 relationship between Henry and Delilah uh, for the exact same reason I said it was the best story. They're, so you're uh, Henry, I'm guessing. You're Henry, and um, Delilah is this person that you only ever speak to over your two-way radio as the events of the story unfold. Um, so Henry's in the situation, uh, basically his wife's got a, a terminal illness and she's uh, degrading, so she's gone back to her family in Australia and he's sort of gone to get away from it all and gone out to um, take a firewatch station. Um, so, so he's an employee. Than, yeah. Hey, he actually works at the station. Yeah, yeah. He's so he's gone on. Basically, they they just you just go there and you've you've got a little cabin and you hike around, uh, making sure everyone's safe and keep an eye out for fire, that sort of stuff over the hot uh, hot periods of time. But the whole game is basically about you building up as as events unfold. Because obviously, if all you were doing were looking out over forest, it'd be a pretty boring game. <laughs> but um, as events unfold, uh, your relationship with Delilah grows. Um, and the way she acts towards you changes as you progress through the story. Um, won't spoil the ending, but yeah, 
I thought they were extremely interesting and different characters. Different to the norm. Differenter to each other. Ben, what about you? Um, I'm going to give it to a little fellow that I've become very good friends with in the small time of the game. Uh, not Yanni. <laughs> not that lifeless discount sack boy. Um, I'm giving it to Treaker, the goofy griffin dog from uh, Last Guardian. Um, what makes Treaker so interesting is his AI. Um, they really went out of their way to make this AI very believable and act like a pet and an animal who you can only communicate with in part. Um, you can give him basic orders only once you've bonded enough with him as a friend, and um, he won't always respond to them. He's very much distracted by the environment, um, by other objects that take priority, and sometimes just his own personality and behavior. Uh, he'll run off and look at something, um, or he, he'll yeah, he'll just behave in very animal ways. So it creates an interesting dynamic with the player, because... Often he's your only source of platforming and you're climbing up him to get to a location, but you kind of have to wrestle with him uh, to get somewhere, which can be frustrating, and I would understand if a lot of players got frustrated with that. But considering that's the direct intention of the game design, to to be kind of a frustrating animal and it behaves so well like that, uh, I think it's really ingenious. And when you do achieve a task with him, it feels even more rewarding because you really have to work with him and try and read his his visual cues and animations and take care of him. Um, when a spear gets thrown in him, you have to pull out the spear and rub him and calm him down. And it's it's a really neat mechanic. I really enjoy that, that how, is how AI is getting dogs. advanced. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you just pull the spear right out. You yank it out. <laughs> to be fair, you're a ten year old boy, so I, I don't expect him to know a lot about maintaining a griffin. <laughs> So, is it clever programming or bad AI? Oh, it's no, it's definitely a uh, very good AI. Um, you, it, it's you're stuff sure it's like, intentional? Yeah, it, it's, it's stuff like when you pick up a barrel of his food supply, this mysterious glowing liquid, um, he'll track you, like his eyes change and he'll track you with the food. And if you hold the food too long, he'll just peck straight at you and knock you down and try and get to the food. Or... You can you can get his attention and you can throw the food and he'll like snap the food out of the air um, with his beak and he can like catch that you if you amazing. fall from a ledge and it's it's just really neat it really feels like I'm really training this giant goofy griffin right well that's a more positive spin than what I've heard from other people that have played the game um, so I was looking at my list of games that I've played this year and I've been staring at it for a long time and to be honest. I can't actually say there was a most interesting character for me this year. Is that because you're um, not an I've, interesting character? Probably. Ooh. <laughs> um, I've played a lot of games, and I can remember the main protagonists or enemies or whatever from a lot of them, but none of them stand out as being really characters that I cared or got invested in. So my most interesting character this year is me. I am... <laughs> The most interesting video game character this did, year. Did you at least play a game where you got to customize an avatar and you can make that claim? Stardew Valley. Uh, Stardew Valley. Okay, thank you. And Dark <laughs> Souls 3. Yeah. World All of Warcraft. Them. All of them. Uh, I did play that this year, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, vanilla content from like 12 years yeah. ago. <laughs> what about <laughs> Real Grill from Guild Wars 2? Guild Wars 2 is an old Real game Grill. Too. Yeah, that's Real Grill. Real Grill. <laughs> Real grill, get it right. Um, 
So next up, we have the worst game. This was Ben's uh, idea, just oh. so you know. <laughs> now, worst worst is a subjective term as well. No, it's sometimes a All of them are subjective. You, you can't say subjective before. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like Only a... When it comes to worst game, there was one objective choice of this year. <laughs> well, mine's not the obvious one because I have it for another category. Oh. So my worst game, I had it split and then we made another category, so... I'm going to say the worst game overall was Far Cry Primal. Oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah, it was just oh, so boring. you didn't read his review then, Ben. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. I only read your reviews, Dave. I don't even know if I did. I didn't do a review because I haven't finished the game. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> you just that... talked about it on the podcast then. I probably have. It was that uninteresting... The character you play as is uninteresting. Your tribe are a bunch of pansies and you're trying to help them <laughs> be the strongest tribe ever. For some reason, I got... I can't see why they didn't get you to write the blurb on the back of the box, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I got one of, if not the most powerful animal, like, right at the start of the game. I don't know if it was deliberate or accident, but I've been riding a saber-tooth for ages. Um, And it's just... It's kind of like a bad port of Far Cry 4. Um, And they've even been accused of reusing assets. Apparently, the map is... Very, very similar, just inverted or something like that. Mm. Oh, wow. So it's not just like, Even, hang on, those bushes, you use them in a different jungle. It's like that. No, it's like the actual just map structure. Straight done it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so would you put that down to it being a rushed release to hit that kind of yearly annual cycle? I think it was rushed. They didn't have. So Far Cry 3 and 4 had really good antagonists. Um, really memorable characters, done really well, always borderlining on the, you know, who's, I don't know, three was the bros. It was a little bit less than three, but four, you know, the bordering, is he really that bad a guy? The resistance seemed to be pretty bad as well. Four was just, all these tribes are attacking us because we're weak. No, you mean um, um, Primal was like Oh, that. sorry, Primal. Four yeah. was the, um, you're not sure whether he's a good or bad guy. I finished yeah, four yeah. in like so, ten minutes. Fifth, yeah, I've seen that. You can spoilers for anyone that hasn't played it. Um, yeah, it might have been because it was rushed. Um, was it the same team that did the other two? I'm not sure because I know they did that with. I've forgotten. There's a few other game series where they do that. They'll have oh, Call of Duty is one. Remember they used to have Infinity War. They've got they've got three: Sledgehammer, Infinity, and Treyarch. That's it. Um, And yeah, that alternate them so that they can meet that deadline. So maybe it's the third team for Ubi that just... I don't know. Ubi haven't been making particularly good or stable titles for a while, so... They've been making shit choices, actually. Yeah. Like, they they dumped Rayman when it was at its peak, which is (laughs) just... No, but whether you like Rayman or not, it was making them a lot of cash. Like, why don't you continue... Anyway... Different topic. And despite despite what people think, I actually do like Rayman, just not the platformer. I used to play like oh, the, two. Um, yeah, Rayman older, and Rayman older ones. 2 and yeah, yeah. 3D adventure ones, but, yeah. Anyway, Ben, what's your worst game? My worst game... I'd laugh if you didn't know. Should, should have been No Man's Sky, but I never bought that. So it has to go to Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen, which is an oh, abomination, wow. an unfinished, uh, aborted wreck. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. 
you're not going to spoil it. Hang on, Dave right? wants to take because his I headphones actually, out. I actually really, really like the Final Fantasy series and I don't want to have story or anything spoiled. I, mean, I won't, right, I won't Dave, spoil Dave, any Dave, take your headphones out and I'll yeah, give you a double thumbs up when he's done. I won't spoil any story, you. but but the, the the reality of Final Fantasy XV is halfway through development, it was a huge train wreck, completely unsalvageable. The director who was working on it messed it up and they got rid of him. And they got a new director on board. He salvaged as much as he could. He took those little pieces of poop and he polished them up and made them look like diamonds, but secretly there was still poop on the inside. And, and that's what this game is. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They did a lot of fan feedback and asked fans what features they'd like to put in the game. And then they shoved those features in the game where I don't always think they belonged. So the first half of this game, very, well, it's an okay open world. Uh, it kind of feels like an open world from maybe two, three years ago. I think say older than that. This it's year, like early PS2, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> These days, open worlds are pretty much pretty epic and engaging. After playing The Witcher Three, the bar for open world interaction and what you can do in an open world was really raised for me. So the Final Fantasy Fifteen world felt like Square trying to get their heads around why Western gamers like open world. Um, some things they did really well, and I'll mention that for one of my other categories. But in the second half of the game. They switch to focus on story. The story is awful. It's not arranged. It overlaps a lot of Final Fantasy's conventions and doesn't improve on them. Uh, it's a mess. It's out of order. And it makes no sense. And the second half is extremely disappointing. They ditch the open world. You don't return there. Um, in And ultimately... Do they give you a warning? Game. Very, very loose warning. Uh, yeah. They give you, you like a half warning. Back, but it like took you back in time or some crap, right? Yeah. Yeah, but my problem with yeah. that, I really like games where there's a lack of, of metaphors, or like menus and metaphors, and when you use a system through a menu, that, that's a metaphor for something that should be occurring in the game. I like when there's, there's justification for mechanics in games. That system is a menu that you click on that and it takes you back to an earlier part of the game and your, mm. your save data convert, and it's, that doesn't feel fun. That is, they could have easily given some cop-out thing like, oh, you can always summon a portal, and when you walk through a portal, you go back for this... Re-, like, But they don't. It's very... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. ...bolted, <laughs> bolted together. Uh, and, and a lot Would of people s- love this game, because a lot of people are really holding on believing that this is Square returning, and they're close. And, and maybe if they use their Unreal 4 engine, maybe they can get things right, because this was still their custom one, which I think couldn't fully realize their vision. Um, right. But I've heard it. Um, I've heard it compared to Phantom Pain in the first half, second half. Sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so, we're hitting a problem in the industry where, obviously, the development of games is very expensive, especially if you want to go for the realistic appearance in games. Uh, you need to put yeah. a lot of energy into motion capture, graphics, and animation, and that does two things. That that makes it super expensive to realize a game as in depth as the old RPGs we used to have. And that also makes it easier to spot bugs and flaws when they happen, mm. or janky animations, or lower res textures. And I think I actually think it also affects the, the the depth as well, like what you just touched on there, because I've noticed mm. that with the so they've added in that mechanic with the banter back and forth between you and the other guys, and it's good at first, but it very quickly gets repetitive, which then breaks. For me, That's broke the experience with... for what it was supposed to be in the first yeah. place. I'm like, oh, I've heard this soundbite 20 times. Can you stop mm, yeah. saying that? Yeah, yeah. and that's I'm... a that's a systematic problem of open world. Like, yeah. arguably one of the, I'm going to say one of my favorite open world games, Skyrim. Mm. You hear the same lines <laughs> so many times. 
Oh, it's um, not worse than Oblivion, <laughs> with like five voice actors doing everybody. Yeah, yeah. At least they hired another two voice actors, but <laughs> it's still, yeah, very few sound bites. And, and yeah. you, it can become a problem, or it, I guess it can um, enhance other issues in games. If you're already having an issue with something, and then it just gets compounded by, I guess I've heard this line a billion times. You know, and the gameplay is not fun. It's frustrating me, or something like that. Mm. Um, where I, I think that's for me at least. That's why it wasn't really an issue in Skyrim because the game is great, and yeah. I didn't care that I've mm. have guards making fun of me because I lost my sweet roll all the time. Well, you, you have a lot of freedom in Skyrim, but there are points where Final Fantasy Fifteen strips you of control against your will, um, and right. because because it's marketed as an open world, and you play open world segments. You want that control, but it doesn't always want to hand over the control. And I think Square needs to sit down and decide, do we want to be a traditional style JRPG where we have a very controlled narrative, or do we want to let the player have input into the story? Because I don't think you can have both. I think you have to give up one if you want to go for the open world. Format. Is pushing a car when it runs out of fuel fun? Oh. Well, I never ran out of fuel because <laughs> I did. <laughs> Apparently, you can call a tow truck. A good driver. And you can pay, so you can you can pay Gil to to get it back. Well, that that was one. Of, look, Final Fantasy fifteen isn't one isn't my worst game. I am enjoying it. I've played about ten fifteen hours so far, but it's those little mechanics that are a novelty but get in the way of gameplay. Having to drive yep. to locations, not being able to easily see where fuel stops are on the mm. map. Um, when you go in a chocobo race, after it finishes, there's no option to restart the race. After yep. it finishes, you have to wait for the dialogue, mm-hmm. loading screen, go back, go through the same start dialogue, make a choice. You go to stop at a hotel, you've got to wait. Like every action, even menu actions, just take yep. so long. And I just Absolutely. feel... The one thing I've felt the whole time I've been playing it, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the world. I'm enjoying the story, et cetera, et cetera. But all the time I'm playing it, I'm thinking, you guys are Square Enix. Mm. Camera controls for 3D games were perfected a long time ago. There's no excuse for shitty camera controls in an action game. Open world has been perfected since, what's the first one? Probably Assassin's Creed 2-ish sort of era, yeah? But people, I mean, the point yeah. is, I'm not going to get in this discussion. People have got in. People have got a a set expected standard, and they've already experimented with all this crap and found out what works and what doesn't. Square Enix feel like they're all the way back at mm. that early. They stage. tried reinventing, but maybe it's a Japanese or, thing because another game I played well, this year was Knights of Azure, which felt exactly the same. the The out of game elements were very Japanese, but they just didn't. They felt clunky. And that's what mm. I feel anyway, with 15, anyway. Back to Dave's worst game. Well, we speaking of Final Japanese games, <laughs> actually, it's a remake, so I'm not sure I can really put this in. You can you can say remakes. All right. It was a game well, that um, Greg got me to review for the site. Sorry, Greg. It's uh, called Death Smiles. So it's a, a bullet cell game. Yeah. And... They revamped it up with modern 3D graphics and all this sort of bullshit. <laughs> and the modern 3D graphics looked like they were from... The mid '90s shit. Warcraft One had better 3D graphics than this one did, um, and it had lots of features. You could play all the different it's arcade modes, claim. and um, you know you could play the new format, or you could play the original graphics and stuff. But it was just a shit game. It was a shit <laughs> port. It had shit menus. 
it is it because you're not a fan of bullet hell though or no but i am a fan of bullet hell to a certain extent i haven't played many side scroller bullet hells which is what that one was so i am a fan i'm not as big a fan of it as as greg is and i think he's a fan of that particular type um, I didn't know there was different types. To be was honest, was it was it one of the waifu bullet hells where like you unlock yeah like every single one is anime like, um, space princesses. If you dodge yeah the everything bullets, was Craig's wife. <laughs> yeah, so it I mean it looked all right, but well no it didn't look all right. It looked shit. It it could have been <laughs> a lot better, but they just I don't know. It just missed a lot, and I thought for a port, it felt like Cave just cashing in on an old classic for people who are fans of it and giving them a half-assed yeah. port that they already had twenty times before. That's the danger of remasters. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a new category, and that's the worst <laughs> industry practices. And I'm gonna give it to <laughs> crappy crappy remakes and cash grabs because that has been such a symptom oh, of well, just this year. this year really it's Fuck, just yeah. been... do you know how many final fantasies came out this year final fantasy 9 on iphone final fantasy 8 on pc and, and it's like final Fa- 20 it's bucks like for the hell. iphone port yeah. yeah but it's the same bloody game it's not yeah. oh it is that's why we're gonna move on because final fantasy makes everyone angry um <laughs> the game you never went back to oh i've got a good Hang one on, what this. was your worst game I said it. Oh, yeah. Far Cry Primal. Far Cry Primal. We spent Primal. ages Sorry. talking about it. That <laughs> was literally so like ten minutes ago. This topic, I know. I know. It's, it's a very prehistoric <laughs> topic to brought back up. I'm gonna get this. Oh, Ben, <laughs> you've made it sad his now. Red Dead Redemption joke. <laughs> <for a couple laughs> <weeks ago. laughs> um, I'm gonna get this out of the way. It had to be in here for something. No Man's Sky is the game I never went back to. Um, played it. Two nights after work, straight. So I don't know. I've played it for about ten or twelve hours, long enough to realise that it's all about the grind for the resources. Then I got bored and stopped. Even I thought I would go back for the foundation update, but I still haven't fired it up. So that wins my award for game I never went back to. I missed it. I was sticking around with the garage lights. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. I have to listen. We can't now. talk about it again. We're never going it's, to go back to that title. <laughs> it's World of Warcraft, Dave. <laughs> What's yours, Ben? Um, well, I was pretty excited for Monster Hunter Generations because I loved the last Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Ultimate 4. Um, and this brought back some old monsters, some cool new stylish mechanics. My friend and his brother were all pumped up, ready to play. We played one night. And then his brother and him kind of charged ahead and left me behind. I didn't really have uh, anything to play with. So I literally haven't gone uh, back to it except for that night. Um, that's right. That's uh, right up there with people who piss off in the middle of the fight to go collect mushrooms while you're all fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think I like the Monster Hunter series, but I with each title that comes out, I find it slightly less engaging. And I think if the franchise is going to continue... Rather than invent a bajillion spin-offs and become the new Square Enix, they need to, I don't know, <laughs> tighten up the game, make it less complicated, make the UI less nuts, be less Japanese, which I hate saying, but so many Japanese franchises that I love, like, they need to adapt or die. Like, that's just where games are at these days. Western mm-hmm. industry has jumped warp years ahead of where Japanese gaming is, because Jap- Japan is still focused on the mobile 
like smartphone market and a lot of franchises have shifted there or have just gone bankrupt so i don't know i i always root for japanese games i like monster hunter but i had no real intention to go back to generations unfortunately well that sucks mm. i know i switch bad because i picked a <laughs> japanese-ish game as well or japanese origins what's yeah. with you and putting japanese games in your worst of categories we, we don't want Jeez. to. It just happens. They just don't make good you, games anymore. <laughs> Dave is some sort of gaming mm. racist. You heard it yeah. here first. <laughs> but you got, like, Japanese is... It's one of those things, though, that people seem to either love Japanese... Anyway, it's a completely different What's topic. What's your game, so Dave? My game is Pokemon Go. So I jumped Aww. on that when it first came out. What? No, I like that choice. It's, it's fair. Yeah. So I jumped on it and I played it for about a month and I saw Lingris points, some of them that I'd actually registered, um, oh, wow. showing up in Pokemon Go. And I just got bored with it really quick. And then all the hype took over and that sort of got me offside about it as well. And then I took it off my phone because I just couldn't be bothered going back to it. And then there was all the crap about, you know, having to travel to places to find rare Pokemon. And I just never ended up getting back into it. And it's not because it's a mm. bad game. It was a fun yeah. game. I enjoyed it, and I'd do quite a bit of walking, so I was perfectly happy to walk around with my phone. I could get that stupid vibrating um, pocket thing <laughs> now <laughs> to tell me when I need to look at my mobile phone, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go back to it, but I just never have. Well, I found it, it became got... a chore. Like, I really liked exploring my area. Once I had explored my area that I would frequent and was easy to get to, there wasn't mm. much left to do. And so then it just became about managing the app. And I found it drained too much she battery. She got to catch them all. Too quickly. I, I gave yeah. it my did best you have shot. Gyms, did you have gyms around you? Yeah, and I, I took control of a gym for a while, but it just became... The gym rewards weren't high enough for me to st- continue to care. Um, See, that's one of the things that I found strange with the the Pokemon one was... So in Ingress, you actually worked as a team to capture points. Mm. Whereas in Pokemon Go, you saw, I still I always felt like you were you're on your own. You go to a gym and you yeah. do battles, but even though you're in the team, it's just an award, yeah. an award for you. Yeah, the team is the team isn't really anything. You can't team up with five other people and go and have a you know a battle like in Ingress. There were points where we would actually meet up and you'd see other people and you go, you play, yeah. oh, you're on that team. Oh, yeah, well, we're battling I, for this point, da-da-da-da-da, you know? In the first few months, I had a few battles over turf. Uh, my girlfriend and I and some friends, we would <laughs> go to parks and watch all the teens walk around and when a group moved away, Smash we would charge phones. in there and, yeah, steal <laughs> their phones and beat them up and kick them. No. But then we'd <laughs> capture the gym. And that that was fun, but I just yeah. don't think the gym system is was well implemented. It was really buggy. For the first mm. month, um, it's a slog to knock someone off the gym. You have to re-battle again and again. And the the real-time battle system, I think, is their the biggest muck-up. They really should have just copied Pokemon's normal turn-based mechanics, maybe sped it up a little bit, reduce the move pool, make it less complicated. But having to I tap think your phone over had, and over sucks. They should have had copies of Pockin Tournament at all of the gyms. So oh, real, that would have been real battle. I really <laughs> wanted to put Pockin Tournament somewhere in this list, but it's just never quite good enough. But that's a really fun game that came out this year. Ben, what's the best? What's the best fighting game you played this year? 
Best fighting game I played this year has to go to Street Fight Night <laughs> Pokemon Tournament yeah. um, because you could beat the crap out of a Charizard as a Pikachu wearing spandex and it was the best. On that note, best multiplayer game of the year, Dave. None. Legion. All right, move well, on, Ben. Well, that's, uh, I suppose it is multiplayer. Legion. It's the only yeah. one I've played. I didn't specify co-op or Easy. PvP, so anything. No, but that whenever you play someone says multiplayer, person. I think I don't think of. I don't know. I know it is, but I don't view MMOs in the same sort of. Anyway, I haven't what played Overwatch. They're not multiplayer. They're massively the, the multiplayer. Only reason, yeah, the only reason I pick Legion is because that's the only one I've played. So next, yeah. um, Ben, I I didn't want to be a pleb, but I had to pick Overwatch because... Well, I actually, I thought mm. about giving it to The Division. Shit. I thought really Sorry. hard. There's a, I'm going to go Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch. You, you like did Overwatch? play Overwch, yeah. Dave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spoiler for later, um, but it's got another category. God damn it. I Professional. That's why I got kicked off this podcast. <laughs> go on. Um, I wanted to give it to The Division because I really like its multiplayer systems, except that no one plays The Division, so I can't give it best multiplayer. <laughs> Do you mean Dark Zone or yeah. uh, just sections? Just everything. Like, I only really had... I mean, you play it, but I never really played with you. I just played with one friend. Um, well, and it was okay. See, but, but I think Overwatch is a better multiplayer experience. Um, for the one month where all my friends were super into it and we nearly entered a tournament... Um, we got as far as <laughs> registering for the tournament, and then we were all busy the next like month, and we didn't participate <laughs> in the tournament. Um, for that time, we were really into good it. We team. were learning all the characters. <laughs> we were really enjoying it, and it it built a really good. When you had si- you needed six people, you needed a full team to get the most out of it. But when you had a full team, it was so much fun just chatting and communicating. Um, I like arena shooters are back and borrowing some elements of MOBAs without the horrible elements of MOBAs and. I like this over like the Call of Duty style multiplayer. I like being able. It's to not move really MOBA-esque a... though. No, no, but I, it's MOBA in the sense of like team and you you push to objectives. I guess it's, it's team. More... Well, then Team Fortress Two is a MOBA if you go by that standard. Uh, it's just a class based shooter. Yeah, or, it's a it's yeah. a class based shooter. I like I like arena shooters being able to move around and use interesting abilities that aren't necessary. It's not about the kill to the death ratio. It's about. Uh, countering other characters and and stuff i think that's a lot more fun and fair yeah look that's what that's what a lot of people have said is you don't have to be a good at shooters to get enjoyment out of overwatch yeah um but you do have to if you don't want to end up a salty (laughs) bastard that's mad at the world well if that's your goal in life go for it um (laughs) My best multiplayer game is probably no surprise. Um, it's playing in the background if you're watching the stream. Uh, it's Battlefield 1. It's well refined. I think the maps are laid out quite good. There's not enough maps. Um, there's definitely a cut down in the weapon selection over Battlefield 4. Each class seems to have about four weapons with three variants on those weapons. Um, and there's a long slog between unlocking everything so you go from class rank zero to three you've unlocked 90 percent of everything and then you've got to get to level 10 before you unlock the last gun in for your class which is a bit weird but um they've gone back to more the classes haven't changed that much the i think there's been a little bit more balancing between 
Like Assault used to be the healer, but now there's a specific medic class that's not really an engineer anymore. Um, they've, they've played with the classes a little bit, but it's just a good, fun game. I don't think they could real Well, they could screw it up. They did with Hardline, so I'm not going to say that, that the Battlefield series will head backwards. But, oh, but yeah. you and Andy loved Hardline. It was okay. <laughs> that being crap was the only thing you two have ever agreed on. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, it's the game that I find myself going back to whenever I want to play an online shooter. Um, worst sequel slash remake. Because someone didn't like just sequel. Um, this is a category, I guess, I put in for a very specific reason. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I hated Dead Rising 4. Um, it is That makes me so sad. So, Ben no, used um... the word abortion before, and I think that is what Dead Rising 4 is. <laughs> it is the easiest stripped-down version of Dead Rising that's ever been. They focused on the one thing that's never been a cornerstone of the series, and that's the story. <laughs> and that's uh, Frank. It's, they've taken away any sense of urgency with taking away the time limits. They've given you three separate inventory, so you don't really have to manage what you're carrying that much. It's just, I guess, I was really enjoying it for the first few hours. And then I realized there's not much outside of the main missions. So you'll run around and there'll be encounters where you can save survivors. Or take out an enemy outpost or whatever. But they seem to be in the same spots. And they're not interesting. You only come across the encounter when you come within proximity. You know, there's no calls over the radio anymore saying this survivor's in trouble and you know you've got to rush to get them and try and save them but there's that was no key to sort of driving you to go and do there stuff was, like in the middle of us doing something you'd keys. go oh shit i better run over and yeah yeah there's a lot of keys to the game that they've taken away and there's no escorting anymore you you know you just save someone and they go oh thanks drop a weapon and piss off and they can literally die next to you and it doesn't matter <laughs> Um, Game well, you got the weapon, dude. Like, eh. yeah, it's it's just horrible. I'm gonna just—it's just horrible. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Ben, what did you have? Um, I didn't want to put this here because I'm one of the small people. Not small people. I'm one of the small minorities <laughs> of people that like this game. Um. And that that was uh, Star Fox Zero, I think, was disappointing. Um, I actually like the gameplay. I think you have to think of it differently to a normal game. It's kind of like piloting a remote control car, and the fun is in learning those controls rather than those controls being intuitive um, out of the box. Um, but that aside, the reason it was really disappointing is because it's just exactly the same story as Star Fox 64, uh, but... They slightly altered different routes and tweaked some parts. I heard that. It's like yeah. a major remake, but it's not mm. labelled as a remake, really, And, is and it? given No. Given, given how much of a de- dead time there was between the last Star Fox game and this one, <laughs> mm. uh, and um, how pathetic what? the last... The last one was Assault, which no one ever played because it was awful. Never heard of it. And then the one I before that was... I thought was the last one. No. The, after 64 was uh, Star Fox 
Legends, which was the the dinosaur mm. one, which was made by Rare and is really just the Legend of Zelda, but you play a Star Fox on a dinosaur planet, <laughs> which I really like because it's on a dinosaur planet and it's a Zelda what game. What platform was but that? It, it that was GameCube. It's it's worth oh. going and checking out. It's a real and le- reading about the history is really interesting. I never I never it was had a sixty four game originally. Um, well, I've, hold I've out for the Switch GameCube compatibility. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they won't be able to release it though because Microsoft probably runs the right to that i don't know anyway um my point is um yeah like i feel like nintendo maybe me murder was like oh let's make a star fox game and they didn't really have anyone around the office who wanted to make it and so they offloaded it to platinum games platinum did what they always do make some pretty cool visuals and some dynamic gameplay but didn't really bother with the story and i don't know maybe the interns were working that day but it just they didn't put a lot of effort into it and also maybe that was because they knew the wii u was was not succeeding it got delayed a couple of times and it just wasn't really worth it in the end it did it was good value because it came with a second game for free and i got three cases with this one release of the game or two cases um i, I no i got three cases with this game um so I wasn't disappointed. The display with my purchase, case you're not meant just... to take, Ben. That's meant to stay <laughs> oh, on that... the shelf. Yeah, you're supposed right, to hand that back. Right, yeah, right. Um, um, well, Dave. it's it's. Oh, okay. <laughs> now Ben can keep talking because I don't have one. All right. Oh, well, okay. it's just it's just disappointing. Even even for Dave, this game was that disappointing. <laughs> um, it it needed more levels. It needed. <laughs> yeah, I I hope Star Fox comes back in a better shape in the future. See, now that's going to be the hard thing because they tried it, they failed, mm. and I guess from a company standpoint, Meh. it doesn't look good for, for doing something else. But You know what? You know what, what they made, format, they made more Star Metroid after Other M. Yeah, that's what? true. Um, I think Star Fox would work really well if Nintendo decided to go down like the arena shooter kind of route. If they did kind of like an Overwatch thing, you have all the different animal characters and the different classes and... I know maybe there's some vehicle combat in the arena, but uh, maybe take them out of the ships. I think maybe the rail shooter, space shooter. Can they stand? Can they stand as characters on their own though? I think they could. I think. Um, but then it's not Star Fox anymore, dude. Then you can see no, changing what makes it unique. This is this is no, my I, topic. But I think Nintendo's strength has always been in in pushing the IP and evolving. Yeah, because they've evolved the Mario so much over the past 30 years. No, if you years. look at Mario 64 from the original Mario Brothers, that is what they excel it's at. It's the same thing, it's yeah, just that you don't No, 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 it's not, though. 3D, the third dimension changed everything. No, no, That's they, they nailed the third dimension, yeah. and they, they yeah. recreated it in Sunshine, even though I didn't really like it, and Galaxy. But then mm. they've gone back, they haven't done anything with it since. That's uh, one of their franchises. Zelda was another one. They, Zelda's one that they of time they did it well. Pushing, yeah. And and Breath of the Wild is <clears throat> going back to the basics of uh, the first Zelda game and, and using modern-day open world and, and seamless gameplay to bring that exploration feature to life. And that's what I'm saying. With Star Fox, I think they need to sit down and decide... What do we actually like about Star Fox? Is it the characters? Is it the universe? Or is it the ship gameplay? And then rebuild from the ground up rather than just copy-paste the ship gameplay from 64. I agree, but I, don't, I think it would be a mistake to ditch the ship gameplay because that's what makes it a different game from the rest. The characters. Why don't are, they yeah. just make Star Wars Battlefront but Star Fox? That's kind of what I'm Moving saying. Moving on. Yeah. 
All right, because on. Star Wars Battlefront doesn't have any players. Because <laughs> it has no features, because he cut everything from this last game. I no, enjoyed it. Don't worry. They're putting it into number two. Oh, okay. Everything that they should have had in number one, they're putting in number two. So oh, don't I'll keep worry, buying their You just have to buy. You yeah. just have to buy another version. That sounds fair. Um, so best new mechanic slash gameplay element. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go last. All right, I'll go first then because I didn't have a worse sequel. Thanks for asking. Um, best new mechanic for me was it was a tough one because. So many games have new mechanics, or something I see as a new mechanic, but they're not really new mechanics. Like Darkest Dungeon mm. had the stress thing, but that's not necessarily something new, but it's something they implemented perfectly. Maybe we'll say new to you then. Um, so for me, this one went to Overwatch, because I really, really liked... Actually, just a quick question. When did Heart of the uh, Heroes of the Storm come out? A couple of years ago. Yeah, like it was a couple years of years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I really liked that Overwatch did was the when you die, um, you have the the mechanic where you're able to choose a new character, so you can evolve the strategy that your team is playing with on the fly in response to how the enemy are playing. So if they've got a particularly mm. strong force against the way you've rigged yourself up, and you've got a you team that, that team knows cautious. all the characters, which was the hardest thing for me because you have to know all the various strengths and weaknesses of each. Um, and we'll get to this later with the, the game of the year bit, but obviously this is my game of the year. Um, the variety... You're a bad person. <laughs> Why did I ask you on this? The, the variety in the characters and the way you play them, and each one is particularly strong against a few of the others and weak against others, it really encouraged this mechanic of when you die, looking at what your team have who you will be, and how you can best work as a team to achieve your objectives. And I thought they did that just perfectly. It's it's like when I I took a while to get into Overwatch because I heard it was basically Team Fortress, but it's better than Team Fortress. It's the same base concept, but they've added all these mechanics, complexities, and character variety that just but make it a, a really unique game. Sorry? You can't unlock hats in Overwatch. You can unlock skins, though. Loot boxes. But skins skins <laughs> no, aren't as good as loot hats. boxes. <laughs> but anyway, hey, so that's my that was my mechanic. The, the whole when you die, being able to pick a new character, I thought that was an excellent um, mechanic. I think you used to be able to do it in stuff like um, some of the earlier Battlefield games, couldn't you? You could flick from a medic to a soldier to a... You'd do it in all the Battlefield games. Yeah, you're not locked but, to your class. The whole thing. When you die yeah. on the respawn menu, you can change everything. You can change your class and your loadout. Yeah, but the reason I like it so much in Overwatch is because you're a team of what five, six. Yeah, you're in a Every small team counts. anyway, and each role is very clearly labelled as healer, tank, damage, and what's the fourth one? Offense, That's defense, support, tank, support, and, tank and, and support. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They've they've very clearly outlined how each class is supposed to be played, and they're very very geared towards that sort of role. It just they really gave you the tools to take advantage of that mechanic. They haven't just thrown in a good mechanic; they've given the players the Mm. means to use that mechanic and use it well to 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 good effect. Reward you for knowing the characters. So that's my best mechanic. Ben. Um, the best mechanic I liked, <laughs> controversially to what I said before, was Final from Fantasy Final Fantasy XV. Oh, shit. Um, 
I actually, the one thing I thought Square Enix did and was cutting edge was chocobo racing. Yeah, tr- no, <laughs> tr- oh, so no. average. Um, uh, what car. I liked, <laughs> no, n- not the car because it was on rails. I liked the dynamic nature of the party AI. Um, mm. I even though there are instances where the audio is a bit wacky and repetitive. <laughs> I really like that characters can come up to the main character. Yeah, can come to the main character just in the middle of battle and be like, "Hey, buddy, you doing all right? Can can we just talk about our feelings for a bit?" And that sounds lame, but I that I hate terrible. These... That's never happened to me. What are you oh, really? talking uh, about? Uh, no, no, but like I don't know. Like it's that stuff, or in the middle of battle when you do a combo move, you're calling your party members. They'll stop their fight, come over to you. You'll do a cool mm. high five, flip, and use each other to keep fighting. And that's very seamless in the combat. Um, they'll call out to each other. The, I like the way that Prompto takes photos at the end of battle mm. uh, without your prompting, despite his name, um, <laughs> and just <laughs> little little touches of immersion of npcs of we're at a stage of gaming where ai can we can start to use it in ways that are unconventional and are outside of the box and i'd really like to see more games that focus on a tight party of characters you move around with where the ai is really interacting with you in the environment uh to a certain extent uncharted 4 did this as well with whichever character was accompanying you in the level you would banter and and climb and work together at certain points yeah, and and I think that's it's not my favorite thing. I think I prefer games where you work cooperatively with another player. But for a single player experience, when the NPC does something genius and is used really creatively, I really appreciate that. And I hope that's kind of where open world games go because it's one thing to explore a world by yourself, but if you can make a group of travelers that go with you and feel like they're part of the world as well, I think that makes open worlds feel a lot more fun rather than just an empty sandbox. Well, they actually used it quite well in terms of com- communicating some stuff that the HUD you may not have noticed in the HUD as well. Because like, I was playing oh, in a fight last true. night and then uh, Gladius called out um, something like, hey, Noct, you know, um, we're, we're not just... He said, I can't exactly remember what he said, but he basically said that they're not meant to be fighting, you know... They're all fighting by themselves here. How about giving us some direction? Indicating yeah. that, hey, all the meters are charged. You can call on guys to join you and do a big combo move or, you know, go around the back and do this and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Or if um, you pull just, into a petrol station, he'll remind you you need yeah. to pick up some more recovering items. Yeah, but uh, more see, that's one of the things that bugs me about it. So they remind me of that oh, all the time, yeah. even when I'm full on curities. Yeah. And then last night I went... So I went to this city that Gladius wants you to go to. Um, and I spoke with this NPC that he wanted to speak to. And we did that quest. And then we got given another quest out of the city. But I went off in a different way and I did these other side quests. And then after one of the side quests, he came up to me and took me aside and said, hey, <laughs> are we going to go to this city and speak to NPC that we've already spoken to? She'll really be waiting for us now. And he was getting real shitty with me for not doing something I'd already done. <laughs> or when I'm in the car and um, Pronto is saying... Hey, a bit of weather, how about we put the top up or something like that? But the top of the car is already up. You know, yeah. I, I found quite a few times that what you like about the game actually broke it for me because well, when it didn't work, it was so blaringly obvious. Yeah. The, the, the lack of polish I'm going to put down to the fact the game is unfinished um, and they had to rush and meet a deadline. Um, what I'm you saying guys is... You have done it again. I've talked about you've, this a lot. You've spent... 
an hour talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy. No, what well, we've done I'd, is I'd... spent an hour talking. I uh, spent a long time talking about a game you don't give a crap about. That's yeah, <laughs> yes. which often happens on this show. <laughs> yeah. And um, if yeah. I'm getting bored, the listeners are getting bored. <laughs> Quite possibly. If you're getting bored, please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that Sell mechanic um, continued um, to use AI in an open world in intelligent ways. And I, I think some games are doing it well. There's a bit of banter at the start of Hots, depending on the, the characters that you pick. That's true. Um, they'll interact with each other. It's not fluent throughout the game. I think it's more just it's all just I've at the start. At yeah. the start. Um, but yeah, that that's a feature that's becoming apparent. It would be good if it wasn't static, like. From what Dave's saying, it sounds like it's a rain has started. This person say the line about the car, or you know, you've reached petrol station. And it's always that one person, and it's always the same response. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a dynamic thing. It's a you've reached this point. Say this dialogue. It'd be good to see some smarts behind it. Well, sometimes he doesn't say anything. Oh, really? That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I, I guess I can start? see what you're saying, Ben. It does feel unfinished yeah. because I've only. It feels like instead of recording, say, ten lines of dialogue, and then setting them at random, but that that's not something that should be unfinished. That's something they should have done when they were just recording the dialogue, right? Yeah. But and you can't I, slam I mean, on the brakes I, and cause all those fuckers not wearing their seatbelts to crash through the screen. That's a big <laughs> gripe. <laughs> big problem. Very side problem. Did you see that the Audi have built that car? Really? Yeah, four hundred and seventy-five thousand US dollars, and you can actually own that car. Yeah, the regalia. But can we did add they, the? Did they build my version, the one that I customized and shoved Moogle stickers all over? I can customize it. I haven't got that far. Yeah, you can customize the car. You change the color. You put stickers on it. Oh no, I didn't do that yet. Ah. So it's my not an email mobile the, the whole time. No, um, mine was ah. a beautiful royal blue color. Had chocobos and a cactor in the back. So when I ran over something, the last thing they saw was a cactor running away. Anyway, for my pick, <laughs> what are we on? Um, the uh, mechanic. Best new mechanic. mechanic. <laughs> That's right. Of gameplay element. Oh, the best so, new mechanic was Sid uh, from Final Fantasy 15. Uh, she helped build my car a couple of times. He, not she. He, no, the girl one, Sydney. What, Cindy. Oh, the, the daughter development. that's in hot shorts and a push-up bra. And <laughs> no, a... she was awful. Anyway, continue, Tim. <sighs> what was your favourite game mechanic? Um, so mine was from Overcooked. I don't know how new or groundbreaking it is, but the way... I mean, it starts out pretty simple, but the way that the um, each environment is a puzzle in itself. So you'll start out in a kitchen with this, you know, there's no obstructions you're given um ingredients you're given um meals to make i think at first it's onion soup and then it just gets harder and harder and harder but i like the co-op mechanics of it of um trying to figure out and it changes every level who does what role so who's on grabbing ingredients who's on chopping who's on cooking who's on grabbing the dishes and serving the meals and all that sort of stuff and depending on the environment and how the level is and what your obstructions are, that changes. And even even in the levels, it changes itself. So there's one pirate ship that tilts back and forwards, which moves the benches, which changes everybody's roles on the fly. It's awesome. Um, mm. it, it's really... It's actually a really good game and a lot harder than we thought. So um, that was a pleasant surprise. I don't know. 
if they're brand spanking new gameplay elements, but they're the newest thing that I've encountered this year. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to Overcooked because it's pretty cool. Um, game of the year. So we're going to skip Dave because uh, he's wrong. Um, <laughs> you may as well have been on the other video game awards where they gave Overwatch game of the year. But didn't they? Um, I thought they gave it to the the Witcher Three nah. expansion. No, that was one of the categories. You only oh. only listened to part of the podcast. I've only listened to like ten minutes so far. Well, then it's not that's... worth watching the whole thing. Well, I wouldn't watch uh, it. It's the podcast. Audio podcast. He's talking about the podcast. No, I listened to another awards. dungeon for my news on the podcast uh, on the yeah. video awards, not oh, the like... actual awards. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Because mine's not going to be surprising to anyone, I don't think. Um, my game of the year goes to Dark Souls 3. <laughs> surprise, um, surprise. Pretty surprising. Not that it's got, you know, that much different to the other Dark Souls games. Um, I guess it's a game that I keep going back to. I've finished a couple of times. I keep making new characters and trying different things. That's just because um, you've got I'm- the Let's Play video. No, I've even created more characters outside of that <laughs> just to draw different styles. Um, I'm not one to usually go back and replay games, so for a game to make me even want to play it a second time is mm, pretty good. Well, fair so for me personally, Dark Souls 3. And the longer it's been out, the more lore law videos get made, so the more... Of the story, I actually understand. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit um, like that, isn't it? I found that with two. I found more out about the story externally than I did actually. And actually, it's the same with World of Warcraft. I'm finding more by yeah. reading the novels than I am by the shithouse way they... Oh, all right, Dark Souls isn't shithouse, but World of Warcraft is shithouse in the way it tells the story. Yeah. So everything is technically available in-game if you connect the dots and read every item description and pay attention to what's where in a level. Um, you can kind of put pieces of the story together that way. And that's all the guys on the law videos do really, but they do a good job of it. Mm. Um, so well, just before three came out, the director was like, I'll give you like $10,000 if you can tell me the story in the right order. <laughs> yeah. Good storytelling. Uh, <laughs> Reward mm, someone yeah. who can figure out the story you're trying to tell. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, what was your game of the year? Uh, my game of the year, um, I think I have to give it to Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Um, oh, wow. I think okay. The only flaw I think Pokemon it has is that sure. it's it's too short. No, this is not my favorite Pokemon, unfortunately, because of its lack of post game. Um, but Uncharted 4, I just think, was the most mature thing this year. I think it really evolved the Uncharted mechanics. There are quite open segments. Um, and you do a lot of mm. interesting gameplay with the climbing mechanic. It's not just... Like, the first three, and very much the first one, is just hide behind a cover and shoot. But this had a lot of ways to play around with, with enemies. With the hook and, thing. Yeah, the hook thing. And it was simple, but effective. And there's, mm. it, it's the storytelling, the lush environments, like the trees and foliage. At one point, I was on this, this little island up a Gallagher thing, and it was beautiful just sailing around. And, yeah, I really feel like it was the only game that tried this year. Um, 
2015 was really good for games that that pushed the industry, but 2016, I feel like everyone kind of lost focus. Um, mm. Bunchard 4, I think, really, really nailed where gaming is at. It's the the benchmark for what we've achieved in, in games. And I look forward to what, what Naughty Dog do with Last of Us 2. Yeah, same here. Mm. So we're going to end this um, on a disappointment. So Dave, what's your game of the year? <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously Overwatch. <laughs> Just because I thought they, they took a genre, as Blizzard tend to do now, they take something that exists. Heroes of the Storm, they've now admitted is a MOBA. Um, but they've added elements they, that take something, removed They take other games and they pander to their fanboys. I disagree. I think oh, they... Do, do, do you know about Paladins? What? Yeah. Paladins is in production before Overwatch and they're all lined up to be the first of this kind of MOBA arena shooter thing. And then Blizzard announced Overwatch. The Paladin crew were like, oh crap, now no one's going to play our game. Oh shit. They, they do alright because they're free to play, but um, yeah, Overwatch yeah, definitely yeah. towers above yeah, but Overwatch Same with, like... I guess, Battleborn, which Tim erroneously picked oh, first. Yeah. Battleborn, yeah. But um, Overwatch I saw in JB is like $45 a pop now. Like, that's... Yeah, that's that's slow enough Still to, expensive. to impulse buy. Mm. But yeah, um, can I just do a quick um, things I didn't play? Sure. No, because that'll be way too long. No, I'm going to read. We're going to keep it to three. I'm going to read it quick. Things... No, 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 no. Yeah, how about I just read Games... what I? <sighs> I don't have to. It's your podcast. Fine. That Ben, do you have three games you didn't play but you wish you did? I've just got one that I wish I had played. Um. I kind of I don't know if this came out this year or just was improved this year. I think it came out a couple of years ago. But I kind of really want to play Rainbow Six, but I don't really know how to get into that scene or have Sage. enough people to play it with. Yeah, the the new one. I hear that it's been improved to a point where it's quite good multiplayer. Um, and I, I'm it curious is. to playing that mechanic, but I just don't know enough people that that play it. I play it. Well, maybe I'll um, think about getting the starter pack or something. It is good. Yeah, don't... I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be better at like a LAN kind of environment. And I don't know. Yeah, teamwork is important in it. And if you're not on a team of people that talk, which is generally the case, it's, yeah, mm. not as good. Um, so you just have one. That's only what, one regret for the, the year. The only other game I, I want to play so I can know for sure how bad it is is the Metroid Freedom Federation Force. Um, but I didn't even have the heart to buy that out of pity. It it was so missed the mark of what the fans love about Metroid, and especially after Other M was very disappointing. See, I loved Other M. And it was one one of my favorite like second party Nintendo companies that made that, and I thought they had done excellent work because they had done Luigi's Mansion Two, and they had done uh, the crazy Mario Soccer game that's really a wrestling game that got reskinned into a soccer game. Um, that I oh, Striker's Charge. Yeah, that was yeah how good is ever. that game? I, I love, love that it. game so much. Um, my games that I wish I'd played this year, um, Attack on Titan. I was a bit sceptical, but I've watched some gameplay on it. It actually looks pretty good. Um, pretty close-ish, I guess, to what the, the anime is. Um, Planet Coaster. I really liked Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 back in the day. Um, Planet Coaster looks like a pretty good 
continuation, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, game in the same genre. Um, so I'm keen to pick that up, hopefully in sales over Christmas. The only other one, um, Doom. For some reason, I skipped over Doom, and it doesn't seem to have done as well as they were hoping, because I see it on sale all away. Now. Oh, I hear yeah. people love that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's I think complaints. Bethesda just dropped the ball on the promo, to be honest. I don't know what it is. Because were... the hype died out before it was released, about a few months yeah, before. Okay. It just died out, and then it sort of snuck in, and then it was out, and people were like, oh, yeah, Doom came out, except for a few people that were dead keen on it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I think there were complaints about the multiplayer being too Halo-esque or COD-esque, but... I didn't even know it I had think... multiplayer. Yeah, it has it multiplayer. Does. All right. If you want to tune out, Dave is going to go through his really long list of games that he <laughs> wish he'd played. I'm still going to be shorter than you, bastards. Nobody blames you. All right. Well, the reason I'm doing this list like this is because um, I didn't play that many games, and the list of games I did play is actually as long as the list of what I didn't. So the ones that I didn't play was the new Kirby, Mirror's Edge, Cataclysm, Paper Mario. Dark Souls 3, Rise of Tomb Raider, Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, No Man's Sky, Forza Horizon 3, Paper Mario Color Splash, Gears of War 4, Tyranny, Dishonored 2, Doom, Rainbow Six Siege, and Battlefield. Told you it was quick. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is good. You should play it. And it's, it's okay. cheap. I hated the one before it. Ah, uh, why? Because of the story bits. They just... they the uh, What do you call it? Uh... The narrative, the dissonant. Oh, what the hell is it called? Where the where the oh, story yeah, yeah. is completely fucking at odds with what you then do. Because you're oh, you'll come through a cutscene. You've got to get here, yeah, yeah. and you go. I'm yeah. gonna go fuck off over there and explore this tomb yeah. for half an hour first. Yeah, narrative. I remember your example. Your example you said last time was um, like specifically one of the cutscenes where she kills someone and then throws up even though you've killed like oh yeah that's right that and has no problem yeah. with it that's right yeah. i did that yeah. in the review with andy D- yeah. disconnect yeah yeah i remember that yeah she's meant to be this big emotional thing about she's just killed someone and you're like well yeah mm. i just killed I, nine I find people <laughs> the problem with that reboot is the gameplay is often quite interesting but uh the story takes itself too seriously uh, yeah i actually I think, think tomb raider it. should lighten up because Uncharted works because even though he kills a bunch of like a billion people, like Nathan Drake is the biggest serial killer ever. It's really light hard and has that Indiana Jones flair of mm. adventure, and 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 that's what's fun about exploring and being ridiculous. But Tomb Raider is so over the top, but like at the same time, she's like freaking out. Like I don't know, this is the worst. Thing this like it needs to just chill out and en- let me enjoy shooting arrow ropes and swinging on things. See, they've got it back to front. In games, like, so in, in TV shows like Mad Men and um, Breaking Bad and shows like Indiana, well, not Indiana Jones, but as you said with Uncharted. <laughs> Young Indiana Jones. <laughs> or with um, River Phoenix. <laughs> oh, no, it was some yeah. other dude. Anyway, um, with those shows, they make a likable bad guy. So yeah. they're doing horrible things, but at the same time, they're a likable char- character, whereas in Tomb Raider... They're doing horrible things, but they're trying yeah. to make the character be this relatable, this young, down-to-earth... attractive Mary Sue girl that's misunderstood, yeah. and, and it doesn't Yeah, work. exactly. And anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Thank you for anyway, listening to, to the... Yes, you should. It's good. I enjoyed it. Um, thank Go you for with listening your intro. To I won't last... interrupt you again. 
the last podcast of 2016. <laughs> um, we've had a pretty good year. We enjoyed it's been doing fun. it. It's been fun. Um, Dave's abandoned us, but that's okay. We moved on. Um, we rebuilt we, are, we got funnier. We got funnier by the day. Um, we are a Pod Bros exclusive. We are on Wooshka. Uh, we are at Another Dungeon on Twitter. We are anotherdungeon.com for news, reviews, podcasts, other stuff. Uh, we are anotherdungeon.com slash YouTube to get a redirect to our YouTube page because we still don't have a direct link for some reason. Because Google, uh, we are face. Because Google are wankers. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Um, Fact. Facebook. Facebook.com slash another dungeon. Uh, Podcast at another dungeon.com. What's that? That's an email address, Tim. Don't become one of these motherfuckers that rings me up and go, Oh, is that with any spaces? <laughs> Drives me nuts. How do you spell podcast? Is it the normal way? Mm hmm. How will they know which podcast they're emailing yours or mine? Trust me, I don't get that much email. I can't sort out one. It's so hard. It's so hard to filter. Anyway, thank you guys. Uh, We'll be taking a short break over Christmas. Um, There'll be dribs and drabs of content as I decide if I want to record myself playing games over the holidays or not. Um, But yeah, thank you for the year and join us again in 2017. We'll be back with Nintendo Switch news. (gasps) Oh yeah, 13th. There's a launch thing, isn't there? Yeah, that's when we'll be back, most likely, because I'll force us back. Yeah, there'll be a special this episode. This is my just second for... Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. The disappointing everyone. Christmas. <laughs> Where you realise none uh, of the promises are met. Unfortunately, uh, the Wii U will not be available at launch. <laughs> <laughs> See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.